Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Time on with Sam Edmund. Good evening, everyone. Yes, we're now into time on on this day, Monday, March 15. Hello, I'm Sam Edmund. I hope you've had a great day. If it's been a hectic one and you're just getting in the car, the train, the bus, or in fact, if you've just got home from work and you've missed everything today, here's everything you need to know from the world of sport. Let's go to the bulletin board. Well, there'll be no increase to the 50% crowd capacity in Victoria for round one of the AFL season, but the league, who lobbied for more fans to attend this weekend's games in Melbourne, are optimistic that capacity will be lifted in rounds two, three and beyond. So as it stands, 50,000 fans can attend at the MCG and 28,961 for Marvel Stadium. And the Melbourne Cricket Club CEO, Stuart Fox, was asked this morning by Dwayne Russell if there was a chance of a crowd increase for the opening round. Uh, Certainly not for this round. I think it's looking like we're set for the 50,000 capacity. But, look, ultimately it's not our call, but I I think we are looking at some incremental increases in the coming weeks, and I know the government are looking at that. Uh, I think they really want to see how round one goes first, though. But I I would expect, if, if we don't have any COVID cases in the community, that we're likely to probably uh, increase in the, in the coming weeks and um, hopefully allow more fans into, into their games. Richmond skipper Trent Cotchin says he would be surprised if both Tom Lynch and Dion Prestia don't face Carlton in Thursday's season opener, revealing both had trained really well in the past week. And in the navy blue corner, Sam Doherty said Harry Mackay would play, provided he got through training. And today, he was said to have done exactly that. So Carlton is confident that Harry Mackay will feature as well. Up at GWS, it's a case of in like Flynn with Matt Flynn and Tanner Bruin set to make their AFL debuts against St Kilda on Sunday. The Giants today confirmed. When it comes to the round ball, what about Sam Kerr? Struck a brilliant hat-trick in Chelsea 6-0 Women's League Cup title triumph over Bristol City in the UK. Kerr took a total goal tally across all competitions this season to 16. And on the way to doing that, she became the first player to score a Conti Cup final hat-trick. Right Back to Frank Kirby. It could be five here. Oh, that's so unselfish. Cup final hat-trick, Sam Kerr. Chelsea have five. Kerr's taking the ball home. And she might want to share it with Frank Kirby, who's teed her up for all of them. The Matildas captain, well, she struck in the second, 10th and 48th minutes. And how's the backflip celebration as well after the second goal? Catch it if you haven't. That Women's World Cup on our shores in 2023 is going to be fantastic. Going overseas again with the Ramble, Angel Di Maria, well, he was subbed off in the second half of Paris Saint-Germain's 2-1 win to Nantes after there was a violent burglary at his family home in the French capital. And when it comes to cycling, German cyclist Maximilian Schuckman has pinched a Paris-Nice title after overnight lead-up Primoz Roglic suffered a dislocated shoulder in a crash. But here on Time On, as a junior footy coach would bark after running onto the ground, let's grab a jumper, shall we? one 736 736 433 is the temper text machine number, temper, a mattress like no other. And on Twitter, we can be found at 
time on SEN if you want to get in touch with us via the socials, as they say. Now, this show exists because after a huge weekend of sport, Mondays are for musing, for reflection, debating, arguing, passion. So I'll be with you each Monday as this fascinating 2021 sporting year unfolds. Time on this year is your office water cooler on the way home. We're in this together. You're always welcome here. What stirred you over the weekend in sport? What angered you? What excited you? What did you love? What did you hate? On the show this evening, Hawthorne defender Blake Hardwick on Hawthorne Membership Day. And we will debut our regular segment, What Grinds Your Gears. Now, yes, if you think this is an excuse to play a little Peter Griffin, a family guy fame, you're spot on. You know what really grinds my gears? You know how it works. It's your chance to get something off your chest that you've stewed on all weekend. Mondays, you know, work, life, it gets in the way. So we'll play counsellor to whatever is grinding your gears from the weekend a little later in the show. But today, well, it's been a day dominated by the AFL and the latest chapter in its navigation of the concussion issue. Isn't it incredible to think that a coach pushed for a concussion sub in a league meeting with coaches last Thursday, just a week out from round one, mind you, could force an amendment as significant as clubs having an extra player on game day. Yet, as we sit here right now at 6.05pm Eastern time, three days out from round one, mind you, and still the AFL are yet to make known their decision on whether to introduce a concussion sub in 2021. Here's how it played out today. It was nearly unanimous across the, the board, I think it was. I don't think any coach said, no, I don't think it's a, uh, it's a good idea. What, what we've got at the present time is um, more significant concussion protocols that we've, that we've ever had. And um, perhaps what we wanted to do is, well, I mean, this is really just a welfare decision. It's got nothing to do with performance. But I think let's not introduce a sub for concussion only. Let's, if we need a safety net for the likely increase in players going off, for concussion. Let's just introduce a sub. A sub that can come on for a guy who breaks his leg or does his knee or rips his shoulder out of the socket and needs an operation and will be out for a few weeks anyway. Why have a sub just for concussion? All for it. All okay. for it. So the, the, um, if we are demanding that the clubs yeah, take no risks with the head for the reasons that have become much more apparent in the past 12 to 24 months, then we've got to give them the mechanism to be even ultra con- more ultra-conservative with it. But in your mind, why should it be treated differently than somebody breaking their leg and not being able to play for the rest of the game and being out for a period of time? The basic answer is you're not going to get dementia with a broken leg. Okay, so there's or, not the long-term... you're not going to suffer CTE from a broken leg. We take this issue very, very seriously, and I think that's an important point to make here. Um, but the, the thought of um, introducing substitutes, I mean, the players were very much against that when this was in place going back a few years ago, albeit it was less about you know, injuries and concussion and more about, um, I guess, having more flexibility um, on game day. So I think this is something that we'll um, hopefully get to a position reasonably quickly. It, it all makes sense, and it's all fine. But how do we get into a situation where we don't know the makeup of a starting lineup on the Monday when the season starts on a Thursday? It blows my mind that I haven't thought about this before. I'm not against it. But I heard Jimmy Bartell on the weekend say, why are we treating this as a separate injury to all other injuries? Someone does a hamstring, should you be able to replace them? Someone does a calf. Someone pops a shoulder. But as soon as, you, as, soon as we talk concussion, we have to have that player replaced. I think that, in my core, I think that that's just bad luck.
There you have it. The voices of Alistair Clarkson, the Hawthorne coach, Dwayne Russell, Gary Lyon, Tim Watson, Paul Marsh of the AFLPA, Kane Corns and David King as well. As we sit here tonight, the league's football department have been locked in talks on this for much of today. AFL Chief Executive Gillan McLaughlin met with football boss Steve Hocking this morning and McLaughlin also gave his thoughts on the introduction of the concussion sub. He's having a discussion about that and if it makes sense, he'll do it. Do you support it personally? I support anything that is... Uh, um, promotes uh, the right decision and the health and welfare of the players, absolutely. So rule changes on the eve of the season. Seriously, who does 11th hour? Who does last minute like the AFL? Surely no one. And the argument that a concussion sub will ease the pressure on doctors to make difficult decisions on concussed players is concerning. And I would find any suggestion medical professionals are swayed by a team's fortunes on game day when it comes to ruling players in or out somewhat disturbing. So what do we... We have four on the bench now, don't we? The, the coaches are pushing for four on the bench plus a concussion sub. When the sub rule was in from 2011 to 15, it was three on the bench and a sub. And the, the other part of it is it's likely going to cost clubs upwards of $100,000 in match payments over the course of the year to have this 23rd player there. Now, speaking to clubs today, they suspect it would have, it would have to fall outside the TPP, the salary cap, or the entire cap is going to have to be reconfigured. And, and that's not going to happen because clubs have already locked in their salary cap specifics. So the league would have to allow this to sit outside of that. Jeez, it's messy, isn't it? And not every player is eligible for match payments, of course, but more often than not, the 23rd best player or thereabouts on the list would be, and we're talking around 5000 bucks per game here, even if they don't run out onto the field and feature in the match. You're, of course, welcome to have your say on this. If you've been bogged down at work all day and you've had a thought on this and you want to have your say on it, the lines are open for you, as always, here on time on each and every Monday, one 736 736 or... As I said off the top, the temper text machine, 0433 98 11 16. Concussion is a very serious issue. I'm like everyone. I'm all for players doing the mandated 12 days. Really, I'd be happy if it was longer. But I'm somewhat torn on this sub-debate. And while it would be fairer for clubs affected, isn't that our game based on luck or, or being unlucky? Should it be treated any differently from a broken leg strictly when it comes to personnel on game day? because we know it has far more serious health implications later in life. But on game day, if we're subbing a concussed player, should we be subbing a seriously injured player too? Where do we draw the line? And just on, on that, if my memory serves me correctly, didn't we hate the sub rule? The fans hated it. The players hated it. We all despised it. And the sight of the Kermit suit on the bench, I mean, and it's not a stretch to say it decided some players' careers. More than 100 players made their debut with the sub vest on in those years between 2011 and 2015. And some of them only came on in the last quarter. So how many youngsters or fringe players are going to warm the bench this year, potentially not see any action here, not playing second tier footy as a result. And if you're on the fringe of the team and you can't prove your credentials on any given weekend, that's not a great look either. Is it one 736 736 off the temper tech, Sam, I'm in the not just concussion camp. If you are subbed, you can't play for 12 days. Can sub for any reason, but that person can't play VFL, Sanford, Waffle or AFL for 12 days. The concussion sub. Take the grand final, for example. Ablett and Vlosten go down in the first five minutes of the game. Under the new rule, Vlosten could be replaced, but Ablett couldn't. The ruling has to be for any injury where the player would be unavailable the following week. Let's go to Longie and Mount Martha, who wants to open the batting on time on uh, this Monday, March 15. Thanks for joining us there, Longie. 
Loggy, we got you. Hey, mate. Um, just, I reckon that it's a good idea, but I think that um, you should only be able to use a sub in the first half if there's an injury or a concussion. Because if a sub can come on in the last quarter due to an injury, then that can potentially be an advantage for that team. So maybe like just after half time, there can be no sub, but someone can come on before half time. Don't mind that thinking, Longy. And just on that, it took my mind back instantly to the Port Adelaide Richmond prelim of last year. Now, with five minutes to go, Port Adelaide pushing. Ebert gets concussed, doesn't he? Shocking concussion. And, and we all feared for him. Of course we did. But if a fresh player comes on then, with five, ten, whatever it might be, fifteen minutes to go in a, in a in a slog of a preliminary final. That's a big advantage too, isn't it? So that's sort of what you're pointing towards. Yeah, hundred percent, and it could be unfair, and people could use it to their advantage, you know. Yeah, no, it's a good point, Longy. Appreciate uh, your call this after uh, this afternoon, this evening, and you're welcome to join Longy with your thoughts on this as the show goes on. As I, as I mentioned, uh, the lines are always open here. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. The temper text, 0433981116, or by the socials, as they say, at time on SEN. We're going to have a chat to Blake Hardwick shortly. The Hawthorne defender is going to join us on the line. And we're also going to have a chat about Tyson Stengel, who we reported this evening that his career is now confirmed as being over. Confirmation, in fact, of the forward sacking from the Adelaide Crows is expected to come tomorrow following, obviously, a string of off-field transgressions from the uh, the goal sneak throughout 2020. And that's one other one of those ones for the wasted file, isn't it? We've seen them over the journey. We might talk about those, the guys that came and went too soon. And, um, look, this footy caper isn't for everyone, is it, at the professional level? So we'll talk a little bit about Tyson Stengel's unfortunate demise as a professional AFL footballer shortly. But we need to take a break. Blake, Blake Hardwick is inbound, the Hawthorne defender. On Hawthorne Membership Day on SEN, you can get a free upgrade on Hawks memberships today. We'll be back with more on Time On. Sam Edmund with you right after this break. Time on. Oh, great to have your company on Time On. Sam Edmund with you up until 7pm. Well, in an increasingly chaotic turnover-based game, you've got to agree that Blake Hardwick is a picture of consistency and reliability for Alistair Clarkson's Hawks. So he's entering season number six. He's a forward-turned defender. He's a cool lead in the kitchen, and he joins us on Hawthorne Membership Day. Blake, welcome. G'day, how are you going? Hey, going well, going well. But I, I must admit, I, I want to cut right to the chase here, Blake, right off the top. And I take yeah. no joy in this, and this certainly won't be an easy one to answer. But I, I make no apologies for asking the hard <laughs> questions. Now, the news at the weekend that KFC sponsoring the club. I mean, are you a Zinger Tower man or more your original recipe twister connoisseur? Yeah, more of the original recipe. I don't like spicy food, so yeah, everything. Really <laughs> well, because the, the, the dietitian would be happy with you sampling some of the product, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Should be stoked about it. <laughs> hey, the sense of anticipation for you as a player after last year. I mean, to be back in Melbourne now, um, about to be in front of crowds, an old rival in Essendon on Saturday night at Marvel Stadium. I mean, how, how are you feeling with it all ahead of you again? Yeah, I'm very excited about. It. Obviously, last year we didn't have any crowds over over in Sydney and um, Queensland for a bit. So to be back playing in front of crowds and in front of the Hawks fans, it will be, it'll be unbelievable because it feels like we haven't done it in ages now. Yeah, and I guess from the outside looking in, Blake, most of us are finding it finding it quite difficult to get a read on your Hawks. Now, your coach, Alistair Clarkson, admitted he's a, he has no idea what's possible. And I mean, as players, though, I imagine you're always measuring yourself against other teams. Where yep. do you suspect you sit in the pecking order? Yeah, well, obviously last year we didn't have the year that we wanted. Um, 
yeah, so this year I think we're a younger group and we've worked on a few different things. Um, and I guess these new rules that have come into play now, you don't really know who's going to adapt to those rules the best. So hopefully we can be we can be one of those sides to adapt to it the best and see how we go from there. Now, there's been some personnel turnover down back. Obviously, Frawley, Stratton, Henderson aren't at the club anymore. James Sisley, unfortunately, out long term. How have you yeah. found it in that part of the ground over the summer months? Yeah, it's been different. We're a lot younger group now. Um, I think we have one of the most first four-year players in, in the league, I think. So, yeah, a few younger boys, energy's up. And, um, yeah, it has been a big turnaround since I first got to the club. But, yeah, it's good to have a good to have a young group because the connection's pretty good. And, um, yeah, the energy around the club is pretty, pretty high all the time. So, yeah, don't mind it. But Kyle Hardigan's an old head, isn't he? The new addition from Adelaide. How's he settled in? Yeah, he's going well. He's been to the group really, really well and quickly, um, along with Tom Phillips as well from, from Collingwood. They've come across and, yeah, they're going well. So can't wait to get out with them. Just in the back line, though, Blake, is there a real leadership void there now? One perhaps that you, you personally might feel the need to to step up and fill to a degree? Yeah, that's something we've spoken about. We um, we did lose a couple of our big leaders down there, like Strato and um, Chipper, so something we've just um, tried to balance across the across the back line and just everyone chip in and um, do a bit do a bit of everything for, for the other boys down back so yeah we're trying to balance that across but obviously we have some older heads down there like Frost and Hardigan now so they they lead the way in that but um, yeah everyone else is kind of chip in too. And yeah just on that does that come naturally to you are you a sort of a, a vocal sort of player uh, in that regard? No nah, not really I'm pretty pretty quiet so it doesn't come naturally to me but I guess once you build a connection with the with all the boys down there, it's um, a bit easier to yeah, lead in your own way, I guess. I, I probably shouldn't assume that you're going to spend the whole year down back either because, I mean, just on that, your role, I mean, we saw you spend some time forward last year. Yeah, I come to the club as a forward, but, um, yeah, quite a few down back, so played down there for the last few years. And, no, nah, I think it'll be pretty pretty much all back, so unless he wants to yeah, change something around, like he does sometimes, so... <laughs> Always be ready for something. Yeah, indeed. It's a geez. It's a, you must shake your head at times. It's a very different Hawthorne from the one you were drafted to in late 2015, isn't it? I mean, you've seen yeah. some significant change in the locker room from the early part of your career when the, the team was winning premierships year upon year to, to now. Yeah, definitely. When I first got to the club, it was pretty, it was pretty daunting coming in and um, straight from three premierships and yeah, walking in and had Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge and all those type of guys. And it's yeah, now we're obviously. A lot younger, so um, yeah, to be one of those middle-aged um, players, I guess, from the difference of just one year to um, last year, still being a younger fella, um, yeah, it's a big change. But yeah, it's good. The energy's up, so it's good. The sub, the concussion sub, that we've been speaking a lot about today, right throughout the day on SEN. It's a, a big talking point. We obviously await the AFL's verdict on this. It obviously, might come back into a place concussed players. I think you came into the league just after the vest was banished. I mean, you'd be, you'd be pretty thankful for that, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, it's a good outcome, I guess. Um, the rules always changing around the concussions. So, um, yeah, I guess it's what's best for the for the players' safety, I guess. So, yeah, we just do whatever we're told, really. And the stand rule on the mark that you've rehearsed and practised uh, day upon day over the summer, and there's been a lot read into one official pre-season game or what it might do for scoring and, and some people prepared to make some pretty bold predictions there that scoring's back and offence will take over. I mean, do you expect once this season gets underway, Blake, and, and we're playing for sheep stations, that the defensive systems will counter some of that excitement about the game opening right up? Um, yeah, I guess from the small proportion we have seen of games so far, it has showed a lot of 
a lot more scoring. So I think it will be like that because, it's, yeah, it's pretty tough to um, cut off some kicks and stuff when you can't move on the market. It's a bit of a weird feeling when you're standing there. But, um, yeah, not moving, I guess, opens the game up a whole lot more. So I guess the fans want to see more scoring in our game. So it's probably a good rule. And and just on it, when you are the defending team, I mean, what instructions do you have around standing the mark, Blake? Will, is it always one of you you're standing there and occupying the mark and standing still, or will you sometimes retreat so you can move laterally, as we've seen some sides do over the preseason? Um, yeah, I'm sure some a lot of teams will do it differently, but um, yeah, I'm not too sure what we'll be doing. But I guess you just got to you got to stand whenever they say so, and if you don't. Um, it's going to be a 50 metre penalty. So I guess, yeah, some teams I've, I've thrown a few different things and um, I've held back about 10 metres and, yeah, scored a bit back further so they could uh, cover the corridor. But who knows what everyone's going to do. I'm sure every team will be thinking differently about it. And the kick-in room, having the extra room, how have you found that? Oh, I've loved that because I'm, I kick out sometimes, so that's been good for me. <laughs> I have to stand about 20 metres back now so you can get on the top for a bit. Yeah, well, Sam Frost said earlier today uh, with with Dwayne Russell, I think that you've got a nice little torp in the kit bag. So, do you think you'll be able to unleash a few more of those? <laughs> oh, maybe. I have to get the tick off the big boss and see what happens. All right. I was going to ask if you had a license to do that sort of thing under Clarko. <laughs> I don't think so. I've asked him a couple of times, but he doesn't give me a straight answer. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just keep it to the drop punt. How real is the feeling, Blake, that the players are going to need a period of time to adjust? Um. Yeah, I think it's. As in for the stand on the mark rule? Yeah, just the rules in general and the speed of the game that we potentially saw during the community series and whether that continues into the year. You know, we saw a lot of fatigue early and rotations down to 75. Yep. Will it will it be will it be a betting in period, if, if you like, given the condensed nature of the preseason as well? Um, I think teams will adjust pretty quickly. Everyone's um, pretty professional the way they go about things. So I think, um, yeah, it's obviously back to normal time now, which feels feels so much longer than it was last year but um yeah i think teams will adjust and um yeah as long as there's high scoring i'm pretty sure everyone will be happy uh jacob kazitsky's six goal bag turned a few heads at arden street the other week How, how's he been around the club since that uh, big haul yeah that was massive for him um he's been on the on the list for a couple of years now and he's a he was a backman down with us and yeah changed his preseason to go down forward and um, he showed a lot of signs in earlier preseason, and then, yeah, coming out in the first Frankie game and kick six. So, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll um, get a few games out of him this year, and hopefully, cement his spot down forward. Now, we know you're at the club doctor, Tom Mitchell, though, Blake, will he will he play? Uh, I think he's hopeful for round one. Yeah, he's he's had a few sessions back now and played a little gameplay with us. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's hopeful. Good news. And what about Chad Wingard? Um, he would seem to be less likely, but uh, he got any chance of playing in the season opener? I think he's hopeful as well, but I'm not actually too sure on that one. No um, yeah, love to see him out there, but um, yeah, not too sure on that one. Our Hawthorne supporters will keep their fingers crossed. Well, Blake, pleasure to uh, speak to you on Hawthorne Membership Day. A reminder, you can get a free upgrade on Hawks memberships today. Best of luck for round one and the season beyond. Really appreciate you joining us this evening, Blake. Thank you very much, mate. Blake Hardwick there, Hawthorne Defender, joining us on Time On on Hawthorne Membership Day. If you're thinking about signing up, think no longer. Make sure you get yourself to the Hawthorne uh, website and sign up as a member today. We're speaking about concussion subs, weren't we? Gee, it's been the talking point today and will be until the AFL put us out of our misery with the decision for 2021. Greg, you've been very patient in Blackburn. Thanks for joining us. Good day, Sam. I trust you and the loved ones are fit, well and healthy and happy.
Um, yesterday, I thought it was a great idea. Today, after listening to Tim and, and Gaz and then Jared and Kingy and then Dwayne, uh, there's no way they're going to bring it in because, really, it's, part, it's a brutal game. Um, you, do, you pop a shoulder, you do a leg, whatever it is. How many do you want on there? So it's just part of the game. It's a 1,000 to 1 that the AFL are going to bring this in. Swings and roundabouts, you reckon, Greg, when it comes to this sort of stuff? You might, you might cop it one week, but uh, you might be on the positive side of it all the following week. Well, at the end of the day, you see every match and somebody goes off and they can't come back on. Mm. And I, look, I understand about the, the issue with concussion and everything, but how many do you want on there? They're going to say, well, if somebody pops a shoulder, somebody does a, a hammy, somebody does a knee, whatever it is, do you want you know, 24 people, 25 26 on the team, it's, they're not going to put it through. Yeah. Guarantee it. No oh, way. Okay, Greg, we'll see what we'll see what transpires. I love your conviction, though. You've called in on the uh, on the open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Plenty of texts coming through via the temper text, 0433 uh, this one, having a sub shouldn't affect the doctor's decision as to whether someone has concussion. Well, they shouldn't be affected anyway. They should completely and utterly have the blinkers on whether there's a sub or there isn't a sub. It's it's a simple matter of if the player has concussion symptoms, they should not be coming back on and they should be obviously sidelined, as we know now, for the mandated 12 days. This one, there should be no sub rule. Interchange is capped at 75 per team, so there's hardly any advantage for anyone. Uh, Mick in Aspendale's got a different take, though. Two bench players for rotations and two players as reserves for injury, strategic changes, etc. Thanks for your text, Mick, and one and all. We'll take a break here on Time On. We're at halftime of Time On. Does that make sense? Plenty more still to come, though. We'll get to Tyson Stengel on the other side of this break. What grinds your gears not too far away as well? And all of your calls and texts right here on Time On. Speak to you soon. You know what really grinds my gears? SEM, your home of sport. Time on. Great to have your company on Time On. Sam Edmund with you on a Monday, and I'll be with you each and every Monday throughout 2021 as we dissect each respective weekend in sport. It's going to be a fascinating year in sport, and you get to jump on your soapbox each and every Monday night. Monday, it's a day for musing debates. A lot happens in the AFL landscape on a Monday. We get uh, verdicts, decisions, tribunals, uh, dodgy umpiring decisions. You get to have your say on that in the hour between 6 and 7 o'clock. Today, a lot of focus on the AFL concussion sub and whether it in fact will come on for 2021 off the temper text. When you limit interchange and then lose one player, it is no big deal. I had to like this one with how many exclamation marks is that? It could be eight, could be nine. No sub. What about this? You know how every year we get to the grand final and there's the inevitable annual debate about who gets a medal and should everyone get a medal? Should we get a ring? Should What, what should we get? What if the concussion sub rule comes in and you are, in fact, the 23rd player, but as will happen in most cases, there are no concussions and you sit there on the bench just uh, cooling your jets. Do you get a medal? Do you get a medal if you sit there with the Kermit vest on and don't see any action? Sadly, Tyson Stengel won't be seeing any more AFL action uh, over at Adelaide. Uh, confirmation of the forward sacking from the Crows is expected to come tomorrow. Of course, it comes 
following a string of off-field transgressions. So Stengel's management, the Crows and the AFL Players Association have all but agreed on a severance uh, package and the terms after months of delicate negotiations between those respective parties. So Stengel was contracted, actually, until the end of 2022. So he signed a two-year deal as recently as August but he will not be given another chance by the Crows who will now obviously have to pay out a portion or the bulk of that contract. So Dyson Stengel, he played 12 games last year, 22 years of age, but he made headlines away from the game, didn't he? A string of alcohol and drug-related offences, and he had been in lingo since the Crow, lingo, limbo since the Crows stood him down in December. He's been training with Sandville Club at Woodville West Torrens, who he played for as a junior. He was banned for four AFL matches and fined for drink driving an unregistered vehicle in April. He was hit with another four-match ban in October after he was caught uh, with drugs alongside then-teammate Brad Crouch in Adelaide a month earlier. And the final straw was a photo that was sent to the club showing Stengel next to, well, next to a plate of an illicit substance. So started his career at Richmond, traded with for pick 68 to the Adelaide Crows in 2018. He played the two games at the Tigers, 14 in total for Adelaide. And, geez, as I said earlier, it's one for the wasted files, isn't it? What an exciting prospect. Never going to see his full potential. Similar with Elijah Taylor at the Sydney Swans. Um, but, as I said, that professional footy caper isn't for everyone. Lawrence Angwin, Carl Norman, Chris Yaron, and the list goes on down the years. You, you're welcome to offer your suggestions, those who have uh, gone too soon, the bright talent who never quite burned on the world uh, on the football stage. One uh, three hundred seven three six seven three six. I'm sure I've missed plenty. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the text. Stewart's joined us on the road. He wants to talk concussion sub. How you going there, Stu? Yeah, not bad, fellas. How are you? Hey, going swimmingly here. Excellent. I mean, I've I've probably got a slightly different take on this. I mean, a lot of people are saying no. I guess the, the thing that I see different about the concussion sub or the concussion rule is that if you come up wobbly, then you don't really have a choice. You've got to go. Like if someone if someone gets you know gets a you know gets a corky or something, yeah, you know, they they can run it out. They can be back in five minutes. If you if you're wobbly, you get taken off. No one's got a choice. Twenty minutes, you're out of the game. Mm. It's a rule set apart from every other every other scenario. And I think it, you know, it probably deserves something different because it's it's out of your hands. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Stu. But just as you were talking and making your point, a text came through. If there's going to be a concussion sub, then there has to be an ACL sub, a broken leg sub, a heart arrhythmia sub too, and maybe even a I told you we shouldn't have dropped him sub. But this is what you're talking about. Your view is that given the seriousness of it, and it's well and truly front of mind at the moment, it should stand out on its own. Well, just the, the way it gets treated in general, it's not, you know, if if he thinks he's if he thinks he's hurt his knee, or if he if he's done it, he's off. You know, same as if you've got a, as if you've got a concussion. But I think the thing is, you're off for a minimum of 20 minutes, and you've got no choice. You know, the team has no choice; they've got to take him off. There's yep. no, you know, there's no discretion. There's no minimum time. You can't just go, uh, no, I'm fine. Go back on. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, that is true. That is true, Stuart. And it is for 20 minutes. Game's back to normal time as well. And just in regards to the concussion sub proposal, if you like, or the push from the coaches, respective coaches across the competition, one of the parts of this is that if this is to come in, then when, as Stuart says, that player is undergoing that 20-minute concussion assessment, they want the sub to be able to go in straight away, just like they did back when the sub rule was uh, 
in operation from 2011 to 2015. So, and then if that uh, player is deemed to be fit to continue and doesn't have concussion, then the sub comes back off and puts the sub back on. Appreciate the call, Stu. Uh, Fog's in Greensboro. Fog, how you doing? Good, mate. Stuff. Going all right, thanks. Hey, I think uh, I'm all for this concussion stuff. I think as the decades go on and science gets a bit stronger, we'll realise how silly we were in previous years, but not of our own fault. But um, in regards to the rest of the rules changing, there seems to be a, a rule changing every every year, right? So if you're a list manager sitting back thinking, oh, beautiful, these are the rules, I'm going to go out, these are the players my club needs, you go out and recruit the players that they might be long distance, short distance, whatever you need, and then they change three or two interpretations of the rules, and you, you come back and all of a sudden you've recruited for five years and you've got a list that doesn't suit anything in the game. And it just I think it you completely flip the way the game changes. It just puts recruiters and list managers in pretty tough decisions. Mm, mm, Lots no. of jobs are on the line, I think. Yeah, no, 100%, Fog. Appreciate your call on a, on a Monday night. Uh, enjoy yourself this evening. Uh, off the text, every player who's played in the senior side should receive a premiership medal if they win the flag. I agree. Wasted talent. Matt in Yarraville, Liam Jarrah. Gee, I saw Liam Jarrah do some special things at, at the MCG. Um, Brett, what happens if two players get knocked out from the same team? Still a man down. Well, that would be unlucky, Brett. I don't know how many times that has happened. Certainly not many. The safety of the player is of paramount importance. If 20 minutes of having one less player in your rotation is at the expense of ensuring a player's brain is okay, then so be it. Big picture, please. Well said, Stuart. Jeez, I'll tell you what, though. The sub rule coming in, um, notwithstanding the fact that it's a very, very serious issue, concussion, of course, how many will be shaking in their boots at the return of the vest? Aaron Young, let's go down memory lane. Aaron Young wore it 21 out of the 42 games he played at Port Adelaide. Xavier Ellis was subbed out of 11 games. And Matt Rosa, can you imagine this? He was given the red vest in the 2015 grand final. How filthy would you be? the biggest game of your career, of your life, a potentially a crowning moment, and you get given the vest. A reminder, though, this will be front of centre tomorrow. Front and centre tomorrow, this issue, assuming the AFL don't come out with something super late tonight. You don't want to miss Waitley tomorrow from 9 o'clock. The AFL Chief Executive Officer Gillan McLaughlin will join Jared on the show right off the top. So don't miss it tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. We'll take a break. After this, I want this to marinate with you over the course of the next few minutes. What what is grinding your gears out of the weekend? Because we're going to go with what grinds our gears. Let's uh, let's get around each other, shall we? I'm happy to play counsellor here. We'll do that right after this break. You know, that really grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? Another thing that grinds my gears is... You know what really grinds my gears? Yes, indeed. What is grinding your gears? We're Peter Griffin inspired in here. Family guy fame, of course. So we thought... As of a Monday close, a good thing might be to just get something off your chest. We've all got things that bother us in the world of sport and um, particularly football. And this is your chance to jump on your soapbox and just tell us what grinds your gears. I've got a sneaking suspicion that if it isn't as we speak at the moment, it will be by close of business tomorrow. Ticketing is going to be grinding your gears. No walk-up purchases, unique barcodes, smartphones, all in place for the long-term future, it seems. So while the ability to source tickets might get easier as capacity increases, hopefully, the walk-up buy won't be back for a long time. So the days of going down to the pub 
near the MCG or Marvel Stadium or wherever it might be, and then just deciding, you know what, let's go to the footy, grab a ticket at the gate. Those days are over, and they're going to be over for a long time, I've been told. So it's all about the pre-book. It's all about the unique barcode. Now, I had a quick look before. I had to see this for myself, and I don't think I've got this wrong, but definitely tell me if I have. The only way to secure... Your barcode, your ticket is via mobile phone. Now, when I went onto the Ticketek website, the delivery option was singular. It was mobile phone. Now, not everyone, while we take it for granted, not everyone, particularly the elderly, have a mobile phone. Certainly some people don't have a smartphone that can correctly display the barcode. So what sort of issue is this going to present itself on Thursday night at the MCG? We hope it all runs smoothly, but the barcodes have been... Uh, a bone of contention for some people. And I get the impression that when ticket sales go on sale tomorrow at one o'clock for home club members for all Victorian based games, this could be a potential issue Wednesday, nine o'clock for away club members as well. Well, Stuart Fox was asked this specific question by Dwayne Russell also this afternoon. When, when it came comes to the barcodes, this is how Stuart Fox responded. So what about those that are elderly, that don't have mobile phones, that don't have an opportunity to, to download a QR code, for example? What are the, how do you work your way around that? For ticketing, are you talking about? Yes, yes, and for going yeah, into well, the ground had, as well. Well, we've had... Uh, well, we're dealing with our members today, Dwayne. So public... Uh, sorry, members, AFL club members are tomorrow uh, and yep. they go on sale and then hopefully there's some public ticketing left for Wednesday. But... We haven't had an issue today. We've had, you know, members either booking uh, online, um, talking to people, our, our customer service team, they've been on the internet just purchasing directly, or and we've had some some of our members turning up. We had a good queue at uh, Gate 2 today, which was good to see, and people getting, um, getting you know, the, the, the old-fashioned customer service, which is basically coming in and, and paying at the counter. And can I just ask a question about mobile phones again? You would have a lot of members that don't have mobile phones or some members that don't, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Some members still have, have the old traditional landline. Some members have the internet. And as we've said, some, some members will come in person. But most members, if they don't have access, they'll use other members. So we can, they can book in groups. And we've not had any issues to date. It's, been, uh, it's gone really well uh, today, today um you know the first three on sales have gone very very well so expect uh tomorrow there there will be high demand for tickets i would think brett's texting it's not just the elderly i'm 35 and i have an old phone i hope it's spread i hope it's one of those nokia flips with um snake on it i love snake on the nokia flip i'm not sure how good it is at displaying your barcode to get you into the football though so this is an issue. This is a, it could be an issue anyway going forward. Uh, hi, Sam. What really grinds my gears is at Marvel Stadium, you can now only take in an A4-size bag into the stadium. With what, young kids, how can I fit nappies, wipes, bottles, healthy snacks, etc., in a small-size bag? No longer family-friendly. Good on you, Corey. Appreciate your text there from Melton. I wasn't aware of that. So, geez, you're going to have to be space-efficient with the A4, and I know what that's like having little kids. Geez, the thing weighs a ton as well by the time you pack in all the essentials to get out the door to a game of football. So well, this is going to be a regular thing for us going forward to close the show. What grinds your gears on a Monday time on? I hope you've had a great day today. If it's been a hectic one, uh, I hope we've brought you up to speed with everything. And we're going to do that each and every Monday throughout the course of the season. We'll start off with a bulletin board. 
We'll get through the main issue of the day. We'll have a guest every day as well. You're welcome to take part each and every Monday also. one 736 736 or via the temper text 0433981116. And we'll get the ball rolling on time on on a Monday as the year goes on. You can get us on Twitter as well, obviously, at any time. And that handle is at TimeOnSEN. Off the text from Dean, what grinds my gears is why the AFL didn't keep Waverley Park and upgrade it with a train line and tram line. Would have taken pressure off the MCG. No, no, not a bad suggestion there, Dean. I do miss the suburban grounds, though. Not just Waverley, but all those unique suburban grounds. What the English Premier League have maintained. Jeez, it would have been nice to have clubs maintaining their unique home ground advantages. Uh, Ron's text through, fans should download their digital tickets well before arriving at the gate. If fans try and download at the gate, the ticket agency website will be very slow and you may miss the start of the game. This happened in Adelaide last year. Good idea, Ron. Appreciate that. Oh, fingers crossed for Thursday. I'd want You'd want to get there early, I would have thought, to state the obvious and there will be issues with ticketing, unfortunate as that is, as we all adjust, I'm sure. Actually, Ticket Tech also, I didn't mention, went down for an hour today when it came to sales at the SCG and also Adelaide Oval, which some of you may have had to deal with as well. So, look, we're all happy to be going, aren't we? 50% capacity here in Melbourne. More elsewhere, of course. Um, but I think at uh, Queensland's the only state in the country that is allowing 100% capacity to, um, to the Gabba and also Metricon Stadium for the Gold Coast Suns as well. So we're all dealing with a new frontier, aren't we? We need to remain patient, but, gee, she's a different world when you can't just rock up to a game of football, and that's not going to change any time in a hurry. We're going to be organised, and ticket sales are only going to be week to week at the moment as well. So it is going to be hard to stay organised. I get the impression that uh, Gary and Tim on SEM Breakfast tomorrow, Jared Waitley as well on mornings, and even Dwayne Russell in the afternoon, They'll be happy to take your calls should you want to uh, relay any of your thoughts as how ticket sales have gone on. And a reminder that uh, Gillan McLaughlin, the AFL CEO, will join Jared Waitley off the top, 9 o'clock tomorrow Eastern time on SEN Mornings. And I'm sure front of mind will be the rule changes, will be the concussion sub, will be ticketing as well, and the fixture and all the ramifications of what's going to be uh, a wonderful and I'm sure, again, another truly unique 2021 season. So make sure you keep in touch with us on uh, Time On right throughout the year. My name's Sam Edmund. Going to be a fun year ahead. And I want to hear from all of you throughout the year as we go on uh, via those numbers. What's this? What grinds my gears? Babies at the football. Gee, that's harsh. Football for everyone, I would have thought. Football for everyone. Anyway, we'll move on, shall we? Um, Sammy Hargraves is coming up after us here on SEN, so don't change the dial. Hope you had a good Monday. Can't wait for next Monday. And we'll have some prizes as well for best best grinder my gears nomination going forward. We'll get, we've got the AFL fan emblems stacked here as well. They are the genuine badges for vehicles, laptops, toolboxes and bath fridges. Just visit fanemblems.com. It's been Sam Edmund on SEN. Time on. Let's do it again next Monday, shall we? Stay with us, though. Sammy Hargraves inbound, and we'll speak to you soon on time on next Monday. Have a great night. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free, and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.